0: Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity. This is one of your hosts, Erica Pierce, and joined as always, of course, by Eric Trexler. How you doing this week, Eric?
1: Doing great, Erica, back from four days in Yosemite, one of our amazing national parks. It was a great time.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. That sounds like quite (laughs) the nice uh, rest and relaxation. Well, we're very excited this week. We have a guest um, that is a a member of Congress. We have Congressman Jim Legeman, and um, he is a member of the House Armed Services Committee and the Committee on Homeland Security, um, co-founder of the Congressional Cybersecurity Caucus, and a member of the U.S. Cyber Solarium. So, You you keep quite busy, Congressman.
2: <laughs> uh, definitely, it's a busy time, and and certainly you talk about cybersecurity. It's an issue that keeps me very busy.
0: Absolutely, yeah, thank you for joining sh- us.
1: You're a huge champion on cybersecurity, and and I think the uh, the country owes you a a debt of gratitude for that.
2: Well, that's that's very kind. Um, I kind of fell into this by accident. I didn't know cyber was going to be a major focus uh, of what I'd be working on in in Congress certainly when I first arrived. Uh, but in 2007, when I chaired the Homeland Security subcommittee that had jurisdiction over cyber, and I realized uh, the cyber vulnerabilities that existed uh, in our critical infrastructure and how uh, that's where uh, radio the damage could be done. And it, through a cyber uh, attack, it could actually uh, lead to physical damage uh, or potentially loss of life. It really got my attention and realized we needed to do uh, more, do something about it and focus more attention on this issue.
1: Well, thank you.
0: So, Congressman, we have quite a few things we'd love to talk to you about today. Um, first, I just would like to talk a little bit about the the, the U.S. Um, Cyber Solarium Commission that you're on. Um, I know we are, we are to expect a report out soon, and I, I know Congress, Congress has been working quite hard on this. Do you have anything you can share with us in terms of what we can expect and why it was so important to convene this type of commission at this time?
2: Well, uh, it was created um, in the, uh, the FY19 NDAA, uh, National Defense Authorization Act, and the the, the Soyuzman Commission was charged with creating an overarching strategy to better protect the country in cyberspace. Uh, it was uh, I, I had the honor of serving with 14 commissioners uh, that are top experts for the most part in their field on, on cybersecurity. Uh, there were people from the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the private sector. And uh, I have never served with a uh, a finer group of people and experts on this topic who really took the responsibility seriously and and put in the uh, uh, the, 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 the the hard work over ten months and uh, about a thousand hours of uh, uh, of debate and uh, study and doing a deep dive with some of the brightest minds on this topic. I was such a humbled and very really privileged or honored to be a part of these efforts.
1: Congressman, back in the Eisenhower days, the first Solarium was was uh, commissioned or, or began, I guess, uh, to deal with the emerging threat from the from the U- USSR. What do you see as the you know What do you see in the future coming out of this Solarium, you know, from a from a benefits or a results perspective? Well, I definitely
2: think that we should replicate this pro- this process from time to time. Um, Again, with, with the executive, the legislative, and, and uh, private sector participation, uh, I, uh, I really think that uh, um, the, the, the country will be better off be because of the quality of the debate, the dialogue, the, the input collaboration that occurred. And so, uh, yes, I think it was an important exercise. As much as I think I have learned about cybersecurity over the years, I was still learning more and allowed me to do a deeper dive on a topic that I've already done a deep dive on and thought I knew a lot about, but realized I, how much more I still have to, to learn and, and how that, you know, it's a, it's just a very dynamic topic. So.
1: what What's the most fascinating thing, like the, the, the most unexpected, something you learned that was like, wow, I never, never thought about that or, or, I thought about it, but I thought about it very differently. Was there any any key moment or any key item that came up, comes to mind?
2: Well, I think though, again, the number of topics that we debated, we covered a lot of ground, um, very privileged to take a part of it. I, I think the most surprising thing though, was how all the commissioners came to understand that congressional oversight and cybersecurity is broken. Hmm. Uh, and, and you know, coming to the process, I thought I would, in a lot of ways, be uh, a lone voice in the wilderness on this topic, um, as I've been for, you know, for about the past decade plus. But it really ended up being a core recommendation in the report. Uh, right now, we have some 80 different committees and subcommittees that have jurisdiction over over cybersecurity. And we're not able to do adequate oversight or move with uh, the agility that we with which we need to move to tackle this complex topic, especially when there are glaring vulnerabilities that need to be closed and done so quickly that the process just doesn't lend itself to that. So I'm, I'm pleased that a core recommendation is, is really overhauling and streamlining congressional oversight.
0: Well, and that's interesting because we've seen it happen somewhat at the, um, you know, at the administration level in terms of some of the consolidations and, and, and the overhaul. So I think seeing it happen at the congressional level will really align, you know, in terms of even the checks and balances that <laughs> our, our, our system is supposed to have. So that's that's interesting. Do you, do you think there'll be legislation that will that will kind of move that, that initiative forward or just some maybe realignments? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, for, for the many different recommendations, there'll be some... Uh, total of about seventy five recommendations that range in scope from small uh technical ones to recommendations that encompass aspirational organizational change. But uh for all of these topics, uh you much of it you're gonna see um uh legislative proposals and uh also working concurrently on bill language that uh we can do, introduce shortly after we roll out the report.
1: And this deals not just with the u s government but really protecting the entire American people the the economy the entire nation correct
2: that, that's right because it's uh, from the get go the, the 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 charge to the solarium commission was chart a course creating overarching strategy that best protects the country in cyberspace so not just about protecting the executive the legislative branch or the uh, or the private sector it's holistic. It was a holistic uh, approach and recognizing that, as I've said for many years, this isn't just a government problem. It's not just a private sector problem. It's it's a whole of nation challenge and and security threat that we need to have a whole of nation uh, response to. And, and by the way, it's not just a U.S. problem. Uh, it's a international problem and challenge. And we have to have international engagement uh, as a component of keeping the the country so, just, as well. so that's
1: within scope then, not just dealing with nation states that are attacking the United States, but also our partners out there who are being attacked. That's in yeah, scope? That's, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Outstanding.
0: That's that's great. That's it's it's interesting to see the the level of, of focus that we see on cyber um, security these days. And then of course there's always the the budget piece of it. And and we saw the the president's proposal come out um, uh, recently. Any any thoughts there? There's, there's been a little bit of uh, kind of back and forth on what we saw from a cybersecurity um, perspective as far as the funding for different um, departments and agencies.
2: Yeah, and that's you know part of what uh, where congressional oversight comes in. Um, we've spent billions of dollars working to protect the country uh, in, in cyberspace. We've gotten some things right others we still have uh, a, a lot of work uh, to do um, but um, um, you know one of the one of the things that I um, I, I see well it, it's a as a good thing good response obviously when I first started this US Cyber Command didn't even exist uh, and and then uh, we have uh, CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, um, and uh, that's getting uh, better organized. Uh, I, there's, there's a number of things that need to be changed uh, and improved to streamline authorities and and putting someone in charge. But uh, you know, one of the things is that uh, I was very troubled uh, to see that at a time where cybersecurity is growing in importance. And we need an entity like CISA to uh, grow its capabilities and expertise in the president's budget that was submitted yesterday, CISA funding is down.
0: Right. So we saw that.
2: It's something I need to take a look at. And why? Because CISA's roles and responsibilities are not decreasing. If anything, they're increasing. Right. <laughs> it needs to be able to stand on its own and not uh, just rely on reach back to Cyber Command or NSA for its, its expertise.
1: Well, and when you look at authorities and who really owns the problem, you know, while you said, as you said earlier, there's no one entity. In fact, there there are dozens or more than 100, maybe. CISA is definitely a point where a lot of things come together. So cutting funding seemed bizarre to me.
2: It seemed bizarre to me too. Very troubling, especially where we expect CISA to be the the point agency to interact with the private sector. And they're the ones that uh, both will capabilities to bear if need be uh, or will um, help to mitigate problems um, and we're uh, also working with uh, states and local governments uh, on things like election security uh, we if we want uh, state uh, boards of elections or uh, cities and towns uh, to be priority customers and and be able to Call on resources, that Department of Homeland Security to secure the cornerstone of our democracy elections, CISA has to have the resources and support to be able to give that, that support while not neglecting its other areas' responsibilities. So cutting CISA, to me, made no sense in that, in that legislation, in, that, uh, in, the, in the budget proposal.
1: No, agreed. So let's switch gears for a second. We've had uh, Katie Arrington on from the DoD talking about the cybersecurity maturity, maturity model uh, certification. We we've had other guests talk about supply chain challenges, the DoD supply chain. What is the Solarium doing around that? If anything, what are are you looking at the supply chain? Katie mentioned there are over 300,000 U.S. companies and five I partners or foreign suppliers. That are, that are impacted by you know, attacks to the supply chain. Um, are, are you guys on, on, on the solarium, are, are you looking at that?
2: Yes, yeah, and that's something else. Supply chain security is something that um, I'm concerned with and um, we've tried to make improvements through the NDAA on this topic of securing our supply chain, but the federal government's buying power is an important point of leverage in cybersecurity. And I've closely, I've been closely following the development uh, of the of the, the CMMC, and this essentially requires contractors who provide products and services for DoD to meet certain cybersecurity standards. So I also worked last year to include cybersecurity metrics and new pathways uh, for software acquisition that uh, we we uh, we set up in the FY20 NDAA. So supply chain security is. Growing in importance and a topic that needs to be front and center.
1: No, they're mo- they're moving quickly, and, and, and I believe it's a huge w- way to to really change the way American companies protect themselves. You know, because they want these contracts, and it'll make them stronger. It'll make them better. I mean, just just uh, the other day, we saw we saw four members of uh, China's PLA indicted for Equifax. I mean, we we know that there are nation states and others coming after not just our government's information. But personal information, corporate information, theft of trade secrets, and, and that's just not okay. No, no, it's it's not, and it's
2: that's why we need to have a whole nation response to, and an effort to better protecting the country in cyberspace.
1: So what do we do? I mean, how do we how do we do that? So we're working CMMC. We, we we've got CISA in place. What else? Uh, any other recommendations or sneak peeks? into the report that you'd want to share with us potentially?
0: I can't yeah, first share. Of
1: all, <laughs> on the
2: on the Equifax issue, uh there's there's a couple of things. First of all, um I, I think it's I think it's important that we uh that we have a whole of nation response. In some ways it may be uh a, a cyber response in other ways it might be uh sanctions or indictments. So I think what the you know the DOJ did in, in in uh, indicting the the, the four Chinese nationals is exactly the type of response I would expect to see from the United States government and and how we're responding uh, to cyber bad actors and trying to hold them accountable. Uh, But I will also say that equally important that that private companies, just like the government, needs to do more to protect uh, customer data, citizens' data, and so uh, practicing good cyber hygiene and doing things like uh, encrypting data both at rest and at, uh, in transit uh, is is another major step that can be taken to uh, for for uh, private entities and the government to to do more to protect uh, protect the data that they're charged with with protecting.
1: Yeah, we must do a better job as a as a nation, as an economy, as businesses, as individuals. Um, another another question for you. The, the 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 theme of RSA, the big RSA security conference this year is the human element, protecting the human element. Is the solarium or, or are you working on anything around you know, the human element of cybersecurity, looking at what individuals are doing on the networks in companies, not just from an insider threat or a corporate espionage perspective, but just you know, protecting user identities and, and individuals.
2: Sure. Well, uh, I've often said that a high percentage of the problems that we're dealing with in, in, in cyberspace in terms of cyber vulnerabilities uh, can be mitigated if, we, if people, we all practice good cyber hygiene, um, recognizing that there is no such thing as 100 percent security. There's never going to be a silver bullet to, to solving the secu- uh, cybersecurity vulnerabilities. But we can buy down that risk this to something that is much more manageable and um, and uh, and that's that's something else that we'll'll we'll address in in the Solarium commission report uh, this this issue of promoting uh, uh, stronger, better cyber awareness and and uh, practicing good cyber hygiene.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean ninety five percent of the attacks you know it's been reported are. Are based on the human element. So, so I absolutely agree with you. I think it's a major problem. 95% of the breaches, I should say, uh, it's human error, right? So we we need to do more there. Uh, What we've been doing as an industry, as a community, as, as, you know, a a global, you know, from a global perspective hasn't been working. We keep spending more and more money and getting further and further behind. Yes. Yeah. It's very timely.
0: Well, in well, Congressman, we'll I think it's important that you guys had, it was a public partner, public, <laughs> public-private partnership. Sorry about that. Did you, did you, did that, how did that um, work out in terms of even when you're looking at discussing different issues and challenges as far as having those different viewpoints from, um, you know, from, from both the se- sectors?
2: It was essential to the success of the Solarium project and the, the commission's work that, um we could not do this in the, in a vacuum with just representatives there from the executive and the legislative branch uh it wouldn't have worked wouldn't have been successful we needed private sector input because they're an important part of this equation and again in in so many ways as i've said often that the private sector is where most of the damage can be done and we need to uh we need to understand the challenges the private sector is facing you know what are the the motivations, the incentives for you know the degree to which they practice good cyber hygiene or protect their networks, and and where we need to you know work to to do more, helping to define you know basically the three levels, if you will, of what do we want a private sector to do, and what should they do on their own, what more do we need to require or incentivize in terms of uh, the difference between what they do on their own and what government or is in the country's best interest to have them do. Uh, and then, at the end of the day, you know the, that third layer of, uh, at what point uh, do we no longer expect uh, private sector to be able to defend themselves, and it's the government's role and responsibility uh, to, uh, to to step in? You know, just like we wouldn't expect, expect uh, a bank, uh, for example, to have an anti-aircraft system on its roof uh, to de- you know defend from incoming missiles or bombers. It, Uh, That's government's role, but, you know, we expect, you know, the the entities to have at least certain level of security that is going to allow them to protect themselves. So, you know, when the report comes out, uh, you know, we need also to influence their peers to adopt the the recommendations uh, because, uh, again, this is something we're all in this together. And we, uh, government, the Congress, the private sector all has a role to play.
1: Right, and you're bringing together the government, you're bringing the private sector and academia. So you're bringing the best minds from all three to really throw at this problem and come up with some recommendations and, and better understand it, correct? That is, that is our hope, sure. That's our plan. Okay, so if you had one wish, if you, magic wand, you had one wish for corporate America around cybersecurity, is there something you'd like to say? Like, what would you recommend? What would you ask for or, or do?
2: Well, uh, again, I, I would say that um, working more closely on information sharing is, is important, but also helping us to, uh, to understand what would help uh, them, uh, private sector, uh, be more proactive and, and working with us to close the vulnerabilities collectively that we face as a country. Because what affects private sector in so many ways affects uh, all government as well. So uh, we need to have that, that closer collaboration. And, and so you'll see recommendations in there of, of how we, uh, we have more meaningful information sharing to be- broadly, more broadly inoculate uh,
1: uh, all, all of us. Okay. And, and once the report comes out, does the solarium continue or or is that kind of the end of it? And then we go work from there.
2: Um, well, the the commission at, at, at some point will um, will terminate. But um, I would like to see from time to time that a solarium type commission um, revisits the work that we have done and and looks at if not, you know, as broadly, uh, you know, a the, the topic as we have uh, do, do certainly checkups from time to time on where we need to uh, to do more and perhaps a, a solarium style uh, commission uh, every uh, so many years. I think would would be important to to kind of take up the topic again and see where we've had successes and, and where more work needs to be done.
1: Yeah, kind of baseline and then refocus the, the country in, in potentially different areas or, or double down on areas that are working?
2: Uh, both, right? That we, I, I think that we're gonna have, uh, again, some 75 recommendations. Uh, I think it would be important time to time to have a, uh, a, a, a follow-up uh, Solarium Commission uh, style entity that would, would look at how well we've done in terms of adopting those recommendations and what else needs to be done if they haven't been adopted to to get more support behind them or, or uh, adjusted legislative proposals or uh, or support for the, the, the private sector needs uh, I think it's important this will be an important uh, foundational uh, blueprint document going forward but um, you know I don't want it to just and I don't because there'll be legislative proposals along with it I don't believe it's gonna be a, a, a document that just sits on the shelf, especially mm-hmm. because we had a good buy-in with the executive, legislative, and and the um and the private sector.
1: No, I hope not. I mean, we need to make this world a safer place online. It's it's just it's it's a nasty place right now. Yeah. Well, well
0: I, I think you said it best, Congressman, we're all in this together. So I think we we definitely look forward to the recommendations and um, working um, again as partners to uh See what we can do to make this, um, make this, make not. Shouldn't say just this country, but make this uh, world uh, a safer place in terms of our cybersecurity threats.
1: Yeah, we we've yeah. got to protect the constituents, our employees. We we've got to protect data regardless of where it is, whether the government's housing housing it or 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 the, you know, you're at home in your home in your own house or or at work. We've got to protect critical data regardless of where it is, Erica.
2: Well, what's obvious is that the United States created the internet. Uh, We make the most use of it, but we are also uh, most subject to its vulnerabilities. And it's in our best interest to uh, make sure that we we improve the whole cyber ecosystem, make it more secure, so the internet operates the way
1: it was originally intended. No, exactly. I mean, it's, it's too critical to our economy, to our world. Yeah. We can lead in this area, Congressman Langevin. We, we can, we can <laughs> as a nation, lead in this area, and, and we're here to support you, and I appreciate you pulling this together.
0: Yeah, and well, thank okay. you, Congressman, very much for being with us. Um, again, we know your schedule is, is quite busy, so we really appreciate you taking time to be on our podcast this week.
2: Uh, you're very welcome. I appreciate your attention to the very important topic, and glad I could be uh, part
1: of the, uh, the discussion today. Yeah, we're looking forward Excellent. to the report coming out. I can't wait. Me too.
0: Okay, well, that is this week's episode of To The Point Cybersecurity. Please continue to tune in every week as we have interesting guests and discussions around cybersecurity issues. Please be sure to subscribe to us on your uh, podcast platform of choice. Send us a message and let us know what you want to hear about. Until next week, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint, for more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.